Hi guys, welcome to Get to France episode 3 and today I'm here with Paula Johnston who is author of The Lies She Told. Um, I'm going to pass over to Paula to introduce herself. Thanks Paula for joining me today. Would you like to say hello? Hi, thanks for having me. No bother. Do you know it's funny? I've been talking non-stop now that you've asked me to speak. I don't know what to say. It's all right. It's all right. We can just wing it anyway. So, Paula, tell us about you. What age are you? I am 30. Um, just brought out my debut novel last year. And that's really what I've been doing for the past year, kind of thing. Just getting that out there because it's flew um, a lot bigger than I ever expected. Brilliant. Good. So, your book is called The Lies She Told? Yes. And it is available on right now it's available on Amazon, um, an ebook and paperback, but it will be coming out on Apple Books, Kobo, um, I think Google Play, the Barnes and Noble website, um, Audible. The audiobook is coming Brilliant. in September, so that's going to be worldwide. Um, and I'm also fingers crossed an application for Waterstones. Yes. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Even better, you get a discount with a blue light card and watch those. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a wee bit about, well, we'll talk about your book. Mm-hmm. We'll, you can tell us a wee bit about your book. We'll not give away any spoilers. You've read it, haven't you? I have yeah. read the book, which I highly recommend to anybody who's into <laughs> psychological thrillers or anything like that. It's absolutely amazing. Um, so, we'll talk a wee bit about the book mm-hmm. and then we can talk about how the book came about how successful you've been, what you've been up to, we'll talk about you and your future plans. Okay. Is that a good idea? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. So, let's talk about where your idea came from for the book. Okay, so this actually wasn't meant to come out, but it did come out, right? Right. Because I wasn't used to like public speaking or anything like that at the time, so I didn't really know how to hold in or hold my water. Ah, right. (laughs) Basically, some of the events not all of the events I really need to stress that every single time I say that are based on true events so so you're gonna have me no questioning (laughs) what events in that book are true hope it's not the ending it's definitely not the ending (laughs) I don't think I'd be sitting here nah absolutely not absolutely not no um it's a bit batshit crazy because it's full of funny boilers obsession betrayal just Real life, Every, real life, it's sort of like, do you know that way, if you were to do something really, really mental, like the worst thing you could possibly do, and you thought, I'm going to do it, Aye. that's what it that's is. That's it, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so, you, I was going to ask what the inspiration is for the story, so it is kind of a bit personal, mm-hmm. exaggerated personal then, would we say? Definitely exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> please, so. please, it's definitely exaggerated. I don't want Carty that way when no, I walk out here. No. So, do you see yourself in one of the characters in the book? Yes. Yes. Um, I did use certain aspects of my life to create the character. Maybe not as the book developed, but Aye. at the start to kind of build the basis. Like um, the personality and things like yeah, that? Yeah, like I used to work in retail. I had a, a career in retail management. Right. Um, I actually started off in a department store as well, just like Carly ah, right. in the book. So, I did take... Wee bits, bits of your life mm-hmm. to, to make up the kind of yeah. characters. Oh, that's good. That is really, really good. Um, so that is your inspiration? That was. The inspiration really was that I thought this was a really wild story. Like, this is something you would tell your pals, this has been happening to me for years, right? And they go, no way. And you go, no, I'm being I serious. Mean, and they're like, you're a muppet. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but I thought... Let's just write about it, but turn it into something bigger. Aye. Like the whole, what would have happened if I had been really Aye. off my rocker and had went, okay. I bet sometimes you were thinking, I'm going to do that. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> did you go to Tenerife, but? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much that I believe. We, we, can, talk, we can talk about that half, mate. <laughs> You'll know. I definitely did not go to Tenerife. <laughs> how long did it take you to write the book? About a year and a half. Um, I wrote the majority of it while I was doing an office job. Um, then I took Not Well. Right. And I still had the last bit of it to do. And by this time, I took Not Well as the world went into lockdown. And I needed something to kind of keep me going through the days. Um, and I thought, right, 
this is the perfect time. Uh-huh. Like, I'm never going to get this chance to just dedicate time solely mm-hmm. to something like this again. Um, so, aye, that's... That, uh, that's a really good mm-hmm. point. So, the pandemic's actually served you quite well. Um, see when people are like, how's the pandemic affected you? Uh, I'm like, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Because, <laughs> in reality, mm-hmm. you'd probably be working, or, like, uh-huh. not having the time, so... Because it did take a lot of time. It wasn't just... Um, I found that even after writing the book, see the whole marketing it uh-huh. and publicising it and everything, that took up a lot of time as well. And I would never have done that if I was still working, like, eight to five, coming yeah. home. Uh, you probably couldn't even have managed, which, actually, that can bring its own... You did self-publish a book, I did. so... You're in control of all your marketing, yep. all your, mm-hmm. I'm assuming all your sales, mm-hmm. everything like that. I had to teach myself how to do all that because it was a totally new world, just brand new. I, I had pen. no idea how to self-publish a book. Um, people think that maybe I just wrote a book one day and fired it up and it done great. I had to really study like Aye, how that. to do it and the steps and all of it. Like It did take quite a while. Uh, definitely, it would be quite a, it's a totally new experience as well. Like Marketing as well, Like I hadn't really done much like I, I know I'm quite creative but I hadn't really done much and I thought let's just give it a bash myself and then when I did it worked so I was like I don't really need to that go and that's amazing because I, I suppose like if you you don't know where to start you just need to trial and error and yeah. you've done that on your own mm-hmm. whereas there's other big companies there that could have done it on your behalf but absolutely yeah you, if I would signed with a big publisher I would have had like a a, des- a book illustrator designer a, a agent, a marketer, someone that contacts all these people, I just um, went for it, barefaced it and got, got it out there as many people and it's, as possible. It's worked, but yeah, it? Uh-huh. it absolutely has. That is, that is really is quite amazing actually. Um, what what was I going to say? So see you're now saying it's going on to digital platforms and stuff, yes. is that just again you've done that yourself? So yeah, so what happens, people don't really know this, when you sign up to put your book on Amazon, um, Kindle Unlimited, you are basically signing an agreement with Amazon, right. which means you can't sell it elsewhere. So it wasn't able to go on like Apple Books or anything right. like that. And at this time it was doing really, really, really well on Amazon, so I had no reason to put um, it anywhere else. Now that it's coming up for a year, I kind of thought, there are so many people that are still... I can could could read this, this and I feel like I gave a year to Amazon. Now let's try it uh, somewhere else. That's that's really that is really good. And so you said you designed your cover and all that. Yeah. So was that? I take it it went live digital to begin with. Yeah. And um, then you worked on getting it out as a paperback. The paperback came out a week after. Oh, just a week after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ebook the ebook sold a lot better. Um, in terms of people buying more of it, Aye. but people still love a paperback. Aye. Yeah. The only difference is paperback, it's not about money for me, right? But paperback doesn't make you as much money as people think it does. It's, it's pennies. Is it? Aye. So it, if there's any money to be made, it's off the ebook. I'm so surprised at that. Yeah, I was really because surprised at that. You think because the ebook's cheaper yep. to buy mm-hmm. than it is the paperback, yeah. but there's more profit. They include all your printing costs, your postage, Aye, everything. So you don't actually make that much out of it. Do you? Ha- so I take it you don't have a stock of books then? You'd- I have. Oh, I've got a stock of books in my house. Aye. Um, in case people want to sign copies or whatever, I just order bulk. Ah, right. And then just, do you do that all through Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of um, taught myself how to use Amazon properly. <laughs> I know. People probably aren't even aware of all that stuff. So you, your cover, did yeah. you design that? Yes. Um, I designed about four before that. Um, and it just wasn't sitting right, just wasn't working. I just had this vibe of what I wanted ah, it to knew be. What you wanted. And as soon as I'd done this, I went, that's it. I'm not changing it again. Ah. And it, it, it's definitely, it's a good graphic catchy. Yeah, to be honest, it's had a lot of kind of recognition, the front cover, and ah. I love that. And it's even more a bit special because I did it myself. Ah, well, definitely. But, um, you'll be so proud that you've done that yourself. I do love the cover. It's going to, it's actually put a lot of pressure on me though to make another one. <laughs> like, how am I going to do that? Yeah. It's good. Uh, that, that, that is actually a good point. Yeah. Um, so, your book has been out a year. Yeah, a year on the 10th of August there, yeah. Oh, so just past. Just there, yeah. So, that, has it been a total whirlwind? Completely. Like... I don't even know how to explain it. Sometimes I don't even feel like it's real. Uh, it's not actually sunk in properly yet. Like I have people, I'm an author. I have people saying to me, you do know how big a deal this is, right? And I'm like, yeah, cool, what's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't understand. But I, I'm really bad for doing that for myself. Anything I do, I, I knock myself down. Like but if it was somebody times. else, you'd be somebody else, up. like, whoa, this is amazing. Aye. But for me, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Well, Aye, yeah. bother. It's just a wee book. It's just a wee book. Aye, need to bother. It's just <laughs> a wee book. Do you know your figures, how many books you've sold? Almost 2,000. That's amazing. In a year, self-published. By yourself? Yeah. And you. It's going to reach all these new platforms in another couple of weeks. Yeah, so that's even... It's, I didn't even think, like, 20 people would read this book, never mind 2,000. And has it reached other places, or is it, like, UK? With yes, um, it actually got... This was bizarre. I got an email one day from Amazon saying, your book um, has been noticed by Amazon, would like to put it into the promotions for worldwide or something mm. it's whatever it got voted in whatever country would you like to enter and then it said if you enter though there's no guarantee you'll be picked and I was like that's fine just enter it because who's going to pick me right because it's not like I'm not published by Harper Collins Aye. or whatever blah, blah blah and then I got an email and it was like you're not just going to be you've not just won in one country you won in the US and Canada wow so I went on promo for those two countries as that's well. amazing um, and I didn't even need to do any of that Amazon organised all you're that you're just, just in your house off the success of the book yeah fantastic mm-hmm. that's good so you've got a fan base all over the world yeah well I know <laughs> it doesn't feel uh, real me I know one of my best friends she bought my book and she lives in Australia and it wasn't available to buy there yet and I, I seen it come up on my my reports like that one, one from Australia and I was like that's my girl <laughs> you got me <laughs> good and it, what about did, did people know you're writing a book yeah aye um, do you know that way I've always said to people I'm going to write a book I'm going to write a book and they're like yeah 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 because I do about a million and one things like I jump aye. from jump to jump to jump always need to keep it busy but it's always been something that it's just been a bit more up there like more aye. realistic I could probably eventually do and then I, I just went with it. Yeah. And then my mum and all that knew, but they don't think they really thought it was going to be like well, I didn't think it was going to be like this, to be fair. So now it is just a bit like this is real. Like they were surprised that it was out there and it's happening, but they weren't shocked because Aye. they kind of always like thought this, it was going to like. Yeah. Uh huh. And if is your mum in that Redger book? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. And do you know that was actually quite daunting as well? Aye. Like, because your, mom, your mum's your biggest critic, isn't she? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> she's reading your book, so you're, it's going to go two ways. She's going to be super proud if she's going to absolutely kill you. I know, I remember sending her um, a bit of another book to read. Like, I'd just read this and see what you think. She was like, I think you swear too much, Paula. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I'm just really passionate. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. You say another book, is that another book in the pipeline? Or yes, is, yes. Yes, I am writing another one. Brilliant. Hopefully... Hopefully it'll be out next year. I don't know when next year yet, but I've given myself like a, a deadline. Good. I planned to write a lot earlier and I had started another book, but I didn't expect this book to kick off the way it did. And when it did, I really just thought, I need to just focus on this. Because I might never get this time again. So I, I scrapped that whole thing. I just wasn't happy with it and started. You started brand new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is this a, a new standalone book or yes. it's standalone? It's not part of a series. It's a new standalone, but there will be a sequel to this. That's new book. one. The no, current, the, the current book. Sequel. Oh, amazing, good. Just not yet because I feel like everybody was really wanting it, Aye. and I was like, oh crap, I'm under a lot of pressure now, and I need to just beg it another bit of writing out there Aye. first, get that out there, and then you can surprise everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. Aye, that's that's. I look forward to that actually. <gasps> that, that will be good. Um, what what else do you get up to other than writing? What else do you do? Have you got another full time job that you do, or is this? I uh, do design work and stuff like that, freelance as well. So um, I work alongside a media company, Tartan Social. Right. Um, their social media management, designs, graphics, um, all of that. I do quite a lot of design work for them, blog writing and stuff. Ah, right. Um, it's just and obviously. I, I've managed to now host my own podcast as well with my, my friend Kirsten. So this book opened up so many Swear. doors that I never ever thought. And um, maybe it's good to we'll talk about what your podcast's called and we'll get people to link in with that. Oh, it's wild. Idea. I kind of try. Sometimes I try and keep them separate because I'm oh. like, my mum and dad can't listen to this one. <laughs> but they can listen to the ones that I'm being interviewed on. Right, so if anyone wants to know about Paula's podcast, just DM me and yeah. I'll point you in yeah. the right direction. <laughs> 
that sounds right. So mm-hmm. like, maybe better give me the heads up of your mum's name then. So in case she DMs me, I'll be like, I don't know what pause. Yeah, Julie, not for you. Julie. Not Andy called Julie cannot listen. <laughs> <laughs> just ban name. That's hey, do you know what it is? It's just a very, it's a very down-to-earth podcast between two lassies that are just very normal. They talk about just the stuff you would talk about with your we pals. Aye. And I always wanted to do something like that when you're lying in the bath and you've got a face mask on and you're lying listening to this and you're just howling <laughs> at what they're saying. But no ears or graces because I am very much an oversharer. And I get in trouble for doing that a lot on the podcast. On the podcast. But do you know what? It makes true it true life. life it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. True life. People can relate to that. That's the thing. I, I can't be anybody else than no. what I am. Can be MDLs, even this author, Paula Johnson. Oh no, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> does, that, does that feel like somebody else? I actually wrote that in a speech the other day, right? Because it was a I had a party on Saturday night to celebrate the book, and my speech was thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is strange because I am a total gobshite. Ah, right? you're a talker, right? So you would never expect that, but I get really bad social anxiety. People don't know that, so the minute you fling me up in front of people, I'm like, <gasps> even though it's everybody you knew, I. Doesn't matter. Just it's a mental, absolutely mental, which is why I write mental books. Aye, well, <laughs> I, I think we're all a bit mental. Aye, I just talk about it a bit more. <laughs> well, you did say you overshared. Yeah, so you do. <laughs> you just overshared even on paper. Yeah. <laughs> what about your launch party? Well, say launch party. It was a one year party. Aye. Tell us about that. Yeah, we threw a wee one year party for my book. Um, we never got to do it during COVID. So I never got to launch my book, like, and make it a thing. And, you know, all the way through, it's not always felt very real to me. And I wonder if it's just because that's something in myself. I don't really Aye. take it on. But um, everybody was like, your audiobook's coming out next month. Like, you should have a party for this. Like, celebrate Aye, your success. And I'm like, why? And they're like, you've just published a book. It sold 2,000 copies. It hit the top 50 on Amazon. Why are you not celebrating? And I'm like... It's a good point, mate. <laughs> but it's me. Yeah. So the whole week up to it, I was like a nervous wreck. And it's all people Co- I know. Because it was your party. Aye. It's if very it Somebody else should be buzzing. People would look at me the now and be like, she is chatting a lot of shit. She must love the limelight and the attention on her. I swear to God, I hate, I hate it. it. Aye. I really do. I'm not that type of person that I probably make out. It's like an act. Aye. Aye. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it is, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's how you cope, isn't mm-hmm. it? To be this type of person like to be able to speak about it I had to learn how to do that and you actually in front of your pals and your family aye you couldn't well no thanks guys <laughs> how was your party was it good it was good um, matter of fact it was good because I'm pretty sure I've seen a post that it was it went still on a very long time yes it was still ongoing <laughs> so it started at um, half four on the Saturday and the last person left at one o'clock Monday morning sounds like a good party oh my god the cleaning Oh. The cleaning was it after party at your house? Yeah, and I don't I don't drink anymore really. Right? So the, uh, the first thing I, you were sober that oh, the time? full time. So I had one drink that night. Um, mm. I kept carrying it about with me so that people wouldn't think I, I wasn't drinking. Because you, drink you get that, don't you? Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? And I'm like, it's too difficult to explain to them that I can't handle drinking Aye. anymore. So no, I was sober the full time. So we went back to mine. Whipped off all the fancy clothes and all that. <laughs> and shoved on a big, big Playboy hoodie and stoated that down the stairs. Was like, right, come on then, let's get the Can You S on. <laughs> Giving it gold digger on my stories. Like, and everyone hangs some steam in it. And you're like, absolutely stone cold. No, I'm sorry, that's me sober. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why I don't drink. Yeah, I don't need to. Aye. I'm a bit like that, actually. You don't need to drink. To no. Fun. Just be yourself. Yeah. And um, it, the reason, can you not drink because of your illness? Yeah, I've never been a great drinker anyway to start with, but I like to pretend that I could. Right, I loved the tequila. Right, I loved the tequila. That was my thing. It was the only shot I could do. And now we've got like a hate-hate relationship. Aye. Like, it just doesn't work at all. But um, yeah, I got diagnosed with um, gastroparesis right. in 2019. So that's basically where your stomach is paralysed. Right. So if I could explain it in the best way possible, if you go buy a Big Mac, right, and then you leave it out on the table for a week... And it goes mouldy. Mm-hmm. That happens in my belly. So that Big Mac will stay there. Doesn't it Like it does on the table for a week. But it goes mouldy in my, my intestines. Gross. Right? That's what makes me sick. Blow. I'm malnourished. Aye, like, just pure ill. Low energy. Drained all the time. Like, need to sleep a lot. Aye. It's, it's hard work. Did you have to change your diet then? I've had to change my whole lifestyle. Whole lifestyle. I can, I can safely say I'll never, ever be able to do like a 95 job again. Because each day will be different. Uh-huh. I can't um, predict 
how you're going to... One day I could wake up and I can be fine in the morning and then, like, for example, the now I can then go home and I'll have like, a massive flare-up <gasps> and it knocks me for six. It's a... Uh, it was very hard to, to kind of come to terms, especially because it went on for about a year and a half with no diagnosis. I was tested for absolutely everything. It was horrible. At one point, um, I was in and out of hospital so many times over the Christmas and New Year period, and they didn't know what it was. Bags of fluid, jags, everything, and they, I, I dropped about four stone. Wow. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't like big or anything, but the, because what I was eating and I didn't know this thing was happening to my body, it was storing everything so it was making me swell right it was making my legs swell my hands swell my face swell and I just thought I'd put on like a lot of weight but it wasn't it was just the the food wasn't digesting so it's like building up toxins in your body and had you been unwell for a while before aye so I I started getting bad tummy problems everybody's been diagnosed with like bad tummy problems now right about 22 just out the blue and a do you know that way you're meant to adjust your diet and all that? And I never you just really think it's bog standard. I'm like, I'm in my 20s, I'm going to go out and drink and eat pizzas and kebabs. And Do what I want. And then I remember we went, me and my partner, we went to Berlin and I, I was just ill the full time. And I just, it was, it was not enjoyable at all. We couldn't do anything really or go out for meals and I didn't know what was up with me. And I came home and I was still going to work, but during work every day I was still thrown up every single day. And then it was the Christmas works night out and I hammered the Davy, <laughs> right? I think that just topped it. Aye. And then maybe like two weeks before Christmas, my whole body just kind of stopped, stopped working. working, like completely. Um, and I could not stop being sick. I couldn't move. Um, I had to drag myself to the toilet and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't think that I go through anything like this because I post pictures dolled up out living your best life and all that but that's what social media is and it you don't know yeah it is you don't and you're probably posting them lying in your bed i for example i'll be lying in my bed looking (laughs) absolute state in my big minging dressing gown i'm posting one they're like oh my god she's living her best life and i'm like amazing i'm really not like deep down but yeah you just put that out there and it's was it um, like a shock to you when you get this? Have you heard the other people? Wear I had never heard of this before. No, I've never heard. That's why I'm asking. Ever, I've never heard. ever. I was like gastro. What? Like you have to go and I um, like nuclear cornflakes, okay. right? It's like radioactive or something. And uh, what you do is you stand in a machine, and for four hours they scan how long this these cornflakes take to go right. through your tummy. And at the end of four hours, you're meant to have like twenty percent under. Right, Aye. I was still at ninety eight percent. That was just showing them that it wasn't breaking down. No, and all. I was ill when I ate the cornflakes as well, so I knew they weren't moving. Um, I had never heard of this thing. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, I had to really learn Aye. about it, and there's loads of people that don't know, so they don't really know what to say or how it affects me or whatever. And what are you on medication for it? So much. Right, <laughs> you're on medication for it, <laughs> and that'll so have a much. big impact on you as well. Like Aye, it's tiring. Mm-hmm. It will. But also, I can't complain too much because, see, if it hadn't happened, maybe I wouldn't have had all this because working a full-time job, like a normal full-time Aye. job, it wouldn't have given me this off. I wouldn't be sitting here with you in the night because exactly. I wouldn't be able to get it off. You'd be at your work. Yeah. Aye, exactly. So I need to look at the positives. Definitely. It's not great, but... And it's just learning to adapt as well, isn't it? Like, but no, I literally have no other option but no, to learn to adapt. Know your limits, know what you can do. Uh-huh. So that's what I was like on Saturday. I was like, I'll have one drink. And then I had one shot of tequila. And that was the worst thing I've ever done. Just ever, ever done. I just, when I knew I, I can't it. touch alcohol anymore. So yeah, that's me. That's you, living that's the me. clean life. Yeah. Still loving it, but. I'm trying. Yeah, you're still, you're still <laughs> loving it. Um, what about your book tours? Oh, my book tours. I am blown away by this second one. Brilliant. Because I had one when the book first came out. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it was a thing. I knew people got to go on tour with their books, like round bookstores, but this right. was during COVID. And this tour operator was like, this would be a really good fit, blah, blah. And I was like, great. And it got so many good reviews and I got so many good pictures from it and stuff. And then I just didn't really think anything of it because I thought, well, it's been out a year. People have read it. Um, but that's my naivety because Aye. I just think people have read it here. I don't think about all the people in England or whatever or Ireland and all that that have not read it. You're probably just thinking about your postcode. I am, <laughs> but on social media it's different. And then I had another tour operator reach out to me and we're like, "Have you done a tour?" And I says, "I have." However, the audiobook is coming out. It's one year anniversary. 
I don't really know if it's going to get much success. Can we kind of like trial and edit a wee bit? And she was actually really nice. And she was like, I'll put a sign up sheet out and we'll see. Um, it got 79 sign ups in the first day. I nearly died. That is amazing. Wow. And there was a, this is, I'm going to be really boasty here, right? Go but for I just it. really love this Go fact so Aye. much. Get out there. There is a published author who also was on this tour. And um, the total number of sign ups she got was 87. And you got 79? No, I got more than that. I got 84. Eventually, so that was it. just the first day. I was like, oh, I'll take that. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. And so, these book tours are they because they COVID the virtual? Yeah, so these 84 people or whatever will be given a free copy of mm-hmm. my book, a um, Kindle version, and they read it. I'm also taking part in a read along, which is quite cool. So, I've been added to a group chat with some members of the right. tour where they get to speak about the book at the start, the beginning, and the end. Ah. So that's really cool to interact Aye. with them as well. It is. Doing a bit of networking. Yeah. Famous <laughs> authors. Somebody said in the post the other day, what if I fangirl too much? And I was like, don't fangirl over me. Like, <laughs> who are you fangirling over? <laughs> Where is she? I was like, trust me, I am more excited than you. So when's this starting? 1st of September to the 30th. So it's a full... There were so many people that had to go on for a month. Initially, mm-hmm. it was only going to be like a week. And she was like... It's, it's impossible to do that in a week so I was like right okay let's do it that's amazing it just kind of showed me wow there's so many people that still haven't read it but see the see the enthusiasm for it but people were like posting it all over Instagram and I was like whoa that's me that's my book that, they wonder you're just living this surreal life it, you it's, don't... A, it's a bubble aye mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you expect that to just go that pop aye <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening getting on getting on back to work <laughs> get your application done yeah. Uh, no, that is, it's outstanding though, like, it's it's amazing what you've done. And Sometimes I don't actually think I'm nice enough to myself when I think about the fact I self-published this, so everything I've done, I did it, right? I didn't have a, an agency or a publisher behind me, and there's nothing to say that's bad when you've got that, because obviously that's every author's dream, Aye. but I you've feel a sense of achievement that yourself. I got to that, Aye. this stage, like, people are even reading it. I was a nobody. I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm literally a nobody. Well, I, I've tapped mine out to somebody. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I'm actually sharing your book with people. I love that. Like, it's just, you're, like, you actually said to me, I, I just can't wait to the day I, I turn around somebody's actually read my book sitting next to me, and I'm like, that's me. See the day that happens. I'm like, how, how'd, you, how'd you like your book? Eh? Uh, uh, what do you think of it? That, and, the, and it will happen. Mm-hmm. It will Maybe not this one, but one. I think you need to cut yourself some slack, though. You I am the, I'm the worst for it, but I am the worst, and I'm learning that when as well. You, like, when you think about, like, you've actually, I'm assuming, physically wrote it or yeah. typed it. Mm-hmm. You've done everything. Mm-hmm. You've published it. You've... It, that is amazing. I, I know. Do you know anybody else that's done that? No. And you're just like, it's just me? It's just a wee book. Just a wee just book. Just a wee book for a daft It's wee, not just a wee book. A daft wee bird. <laughs> just a wee bird writing a wee book. <laughs> And, it, and you're, I'm so excited for you to see what's going to come. I know. It's been in all the papers as well. Like, that was unreal as well. Like, I've got them framed on my wall because I'm a massive geek, right? <laughs> but I'm like, if I'm in the paper, That's if enough. you are in the Herald, you're framing that. Uh, definitely. Aye. Definitely. Is there stuff that happens that surprises you? Like, somebody will reach out to you about your book? Or? All the time. All you're the like, time. Even just this. Like, Paula Joic on this podcast. I'm like, you want to talk to me? What about? Why? Why? And you were nervous? Aye. You were nervous about coming on? I'm an idiot. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> you can say that. What, uh, tell, us, tell us a wee bit about your party, actually. Any funny, any funny stories? I like a funny story. Uh, let me think. Any laughs? Apart from my great speech. Your great speech. My great speech Thanks. went down great. Thanks, guys. Um, my wee brother, he's 19. Um, my mum came in at the very start of the party and she was like, raging. And I was like, what is it? She's like, your brother is in the car eating a chippy. And I'm like, why is he eating a chippy? To sober himself up. <laughs> so then he stoats in. It's like quarter to five. Arms in the air. My sister. Right. Oh, he was, goes up, orders another pint. Fleeing. Everybody's thinking it's brilliant. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's a good laugh. He then for somehow just flips and he's like outside and he's just not in any fit state to be at this party. So my mum had to take him home. But I was like, wow. Aye, that's my bro. Yeah. 
Go on your cell, lad. <laughs> Good to be young like that. I know. Ben used to do that and it was acceptable. Yeah, he lived in the dream. He's been part tame by his mom. It was the way he walked into the party, like just alright. And what does what does he? I bet he's dead proud of you. He has. He's he's quite silent. He's quite a silent he? type. Yeah. So although Amy, it must be secretly. Uh, I know he loves his big sister. Surely he's telling me about my sisters or not? He better be. Uh, <laughs> you read my sister. I keep saying to my dad, "Say you do know why I'm uh, your famous daughter now." <laughs> Were they surprised? What did he say? Like, is your dad a man of many words, or is he? A no, but my dad is like my biggest fan. Is he, he really is. Is he out there telling oh, everybody? He's like my best pal. Like he supports me with absolutely everything. Good. Um, when I got my first photo shoot done for the Herald, I got my dad down. To, to sit with us and he was like holding the light up for the photographer <laughs> and all that it was brilliant he, he's your fan yeah good no it's I told him I, I put a picture of him on Instagram the other day and he was getting all the likes he's like oh I'm going to need to get an Instagram now I'm like right let's do it he should get Paula Johnson's yeah, dad I said that I said that author's dad <laughs> that'd be fucked by a bit yeah. that'd be quite funny he's got good part like you he'll be funny he'd love no my part's better yeah. I'm always saying that because I know he'll be listening the Apple Disney fall fan <laughs> <laughs> good Good. So, what else? What else can we talk about? Let me go. Is it next book? Next book. So we're next year. Aye, right. That's my aim. Totally, totally different. Still, still psychological thriller. Yes. Yeah. I still got a lot of nut job left to write, and right. me uh, before I move on to like chick flick or something. Aye, that's chick flick's good if you're into that. Aye. It's a wee bit different in it. Is you know what it is? I just love to write books that I could see as Netflix series. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Wow. Mm-hmm. So watch this space. So many people have suggested that. Like, so many. It's been on but a there, lot of reviews. There is loads of books that go on to be Netflix. Aye. Uh, you need an agent to approach Netflix. So if anybody's listening. Any agents? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, though. You that better not be. say that out loud. Look, old Adder will be like, oh, I could be her agent. I know. <laughs> How do you put this together? <laughs> How do we get this made into a, 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 a series on Netflix? We could use the studio. I made a wee trailer. Um, not that long ago I put one together um, and I got to play about with like bits of what I thought it would kind of look like um, which went down really well can you imagine that right it was on Netflix and you had you, you've you used yourself as one of the characters in the book and somebody's playing you on a like some some actor is Paula Johnson mental that would be mental wouldn't it yeah yeah I think you'd get to pick like she's not playing me I'd she's a howler I'd love to pick I'd be like no right Howling, not tough. How Let's sassy see. are you? Aye. Show me your sassiest walk. <laughs> Show me the good looking ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't be matching me up with them then. <laughs> no, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Aye, that would be amazing. But focus on the books. Focus never know what books. happens. Focus you on the books. You never know. No, you don't. Well, you don't, because this is just grew arms and legs as well, isn't it? The arms and Greg's. Greg's? Arms and Greg's. <laughs> you hungry? We sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> the arms and legs, it's growing. Rapid. I don't even understand. It's mental. How much much time of your day do you think about Paula Johnson, the author? Like, all the time. All the time? Purely just because it doesn't feel real. Like, I'm like, if I keep maybe telling myself that, or, like, holding it, or chatting to people about it, then maybe I'll feel a wee bit different. But I just feel really normal. Uh, it's just me. It's just me. Do you ever, have you ever been, like, eh, somebody else? You're that author? Aye, I got it when I went to the dentist. Did you? Um, I got it when I went to the pub. How did that feel? I don't like it. Do you know? Don't like it in the Paris. <laughs> like, no, it's not me. I've had it actually quite a few times. Like, oh my god, did you write that book? Or oh my god, you wrote that book? And I'm like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> You'll get used to that. I'm. Although you might not believe it, I am. This is me better than what you were. Aye, at the start, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean, 2,000 books, that's mental. It's 2,000 books that aren't even in bookstores and have only mm-hmm. been available on Amazon. Aye, no other like, platforms. That's a very small Aye. proportion so of people. There must reaching. be so much more people out there. Oh, there will be. And Just need to get, to, get it to them, don't we? And you're doing it all yourself. You're, you're reaching. Because you're big on Instagram. Yes. Wait, what else do you... I'm actually quite active on my Instagram because, see, when I started um, writing, I deleted my personal accounts. I don't really... It's really bad because I work for a social media company, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of social Aye. media. And um, 
I feel like my personal one, I'm going, I was like, I'm going to just start for the ground zero and start my way up, and uh, just purely about the book. And then I noticed that people were kind of wanting to see who the person behind the book was, so I started incorporating a bit of my life in it, and the more I'd done that, the more I was more honest with my illness as well. Aye. And it grew authentically because of that. I know, and people think social media is like where everybody goes to just belittle everybody, but... Mm-hmm. I bet you're surprised at the amount of support you're getting. I get so many nice messages all the time. Like, so many. Like, I found that with the podcast, because, like, I've just decided I'm going to do a wee podcast. Yeah. And the people out there are so supportive. Like, oh, try doing this. This You're doing great. Like, you don't... I I think think that's another learning curve as well. Like, when you do reach a level of success... Um, sort of thing you you realize who's going to support you and who's not and that is a big eye opener aye that is an eye opener mm-hmm. and it's no a bad thing but no. because it's making you you you're aye, open your eyes yeah, and you can definitely. see who's there for you and yeah. who's not mm-hmm. and i bet you found that with your book as well massively like, big big life big. learning oh massively i honestly just feel that in the past year through the book and through illness my year has just like changed flipped upside down your full life aye completely well obviously your full life has changed physically with your illness yeah but emotionally with everything else going on around about you aye it's quite a lot to deal with like I don't talk about that bit enough like I'm quite open as well about talking about mental health as well I'm, I'm very passionate about that um I've also organized like a wee writers panel it was meant to be happening during the summer and then I realised everybody's just getting out of lockdown they're wanting to go to beer gardens Uh, wouldn't it be good if I could bring loads of Scottish authors together in the winter for an event mm -hmm. and the money will go towards um, it's Chrissy's house I don't know if you've seen that I was speaking with Kat at your own right Um, she's doing a fundraiser for that and I thought why start from scratch when I could help her put towards our target so all donations or admissions to that event are going towards that that's amazing that is really amazing because like you said, you're good at bagging everybody else up, but you've actually don't recognise what you've went through, what you've achieved. Aye. It's it's mental, isn't it? I think I'll I think I'll always be like that. Aye. It's it's your personality as well, isn't it? Like yeah. Do you know what it is as well? It's really weird because see when people are listening to me now, they're probably like, She's cocky as anything, she's pure loud and can chat forever and, and it's honestly the opposite. Aye. It's a pure facade, <laughs> like, You have to have that with, but I've realised though, like, I can't be that introverted only comes out my shell in front of my pals anymore no. I have to learn to do it aye you've got to learn mm-hmm. to be successful you've got to play into people's hands yeah haven't you? you've yeah. got to if that's if they want you to be like that you just need to be like be whatever you want to be it's alright I'll go home and cuddle up my ball and lie in my bed for three weeks they don't need to see that they don't need to know that yeah. they don't need to see that I'll post some good selfies in the meantime <laughs> I'll put up that cracking picture for four months yeah. ago <laughs> they don't need to know no no that's and what do you still live with your mum? Are you? No, I live at um, home with my boyfriend. I've got three crazy cats. I'm a crazy cat. You're a crazy cat lady. Oh, absolutely. Well, at least you live with your boyfriend and not just your cats. Well, exactly. That that would be a bit more worrying. Makes it a little bit better. Yeah, it makes it slightly better. I remember once I was in Newcastle, right, and I um, seen a hen party, <laughs> and all these cats started coming in, like all these black cats, people dressed up as black cats. I, I was like, real cats? cats here, I'm like, what? No, I do cats. <laughs> and I mean like 20 of them, right? And I was like, what is going on? And then next thing, this, uh, the bride obviously comes in, she's got a pink dressing gown on, she's got a hair and rose, <laughs> she's got a scarf over her head, and she's got all these cats stuck to her dressing gown. And I was like, wow, that's me. You are me. <laughs> Crazy cat yeah. lady. Noted. <laughs> that is, that's actually quite funny. But I'm, I'm happy you've got a boyfriend there as well, not just the three cats. Thanks. But, uh, how long have you been with your boyfriend? Four years. So he's been on this journey with you. He has, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And does was he was that a shock to him when you, or was he just like? You no, know, he's very chill. He's very laid back. It's I know he's proud, but it's very hard to get like Aye, a pure just, reaction. Like yeah, I know he's proud, but he doesn't really go on about it. And I think that's maybe why I don't really go Aye, on about it either. Just, so we're just at home. It's just normal. It's just there's nothing about there. He's just the more caring for me at home. Really run. Good living with the author type Aye. thing. He's more. And is he a good support with you with your illness and stuff? Aye, he really is. 
he is he, he works a lot and he then still comes home and looks after me so no oh, that's amazing so yeah. we'll, we'll big him up we'll big him up we'll, we'll big him up he's in the good books so we'll big him up I don't even know if you listen to this it, it, does he listen to podcasts is it something no. day? nah he listened to me once when I was on the radio he was in work and he was like guys turn the radio on she's on <laughs> that's my missus aye <laughs> I guess when I was on with Gina McKee, that was mental. Oh, that was mental as well. Let me just say that, right? Gina McKee is lovely, but I remember being a kid, right, and being in the car, my mum having Clyde one on, and it being Gina McKee. Aye. I'm like, why is Gina McKee phoning me? What's she wanting me for? Why? Brilliant. Were you nervous going on that one? Aye. She had to phone me beforehand to make sure I was all right. Can you do it? That's cool. Have you got any other, anything else kind of out there that's coming up and, like... Socially, you, you've got your book tours, yep. you've got... Book tour, the audio book coming out, and then see, to be honest, I really, really, really need to just shut down for a wee while, mm-hmm. let go of social media for a bit, market and publicise and let the book fly on its own, and focus on the next one. Aye, focus on yourself Aye. as well, cut yourself some slack and... I know, it, you know, sometimes it probably doesn't look like I'm doing a lot, but hey, I'm knackered. Aye. I, bet, I bet you are, though, as well. You're living with a chronic illness day in, day out, and you don't stop thinking about your That's why I was like to you the day, I was like, are we going to film this? Because I do not have the energy to put makeup on the day. Aye, exactly. And that, Aye. But it's good that you recognise that, because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're just kind of fighting against yourself. You have to just learn what you can and can't do. Don't you? Mm-hmm. You need to know your limits. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm in this kind of flexible lifestyle now though that is allowing Aye. me to do it so and like we said covid's been good to you <laughs> i know i think i'm like the only person that's like yeah covid <laughs> but but you're right though it's although it's totally understandable it's not been good for people no, but no i've heard families like say that maybe the baby during it it's been great i've had all this time to spend with my kid that i, I was going to say have. that you know it's, it's it's obviously not a great thing right but it must have brought so much people together like Aye. families that were forced to spend time together that they never that used to do or mm-hmm. yeah i think it must have benefited some other people as well i can't be the only weirdo that enjoyed covid uh, not the covid I but the lockdown i kind of like my own company though so Aye. like it, I, I think it's maybe made me i'm not the most sociable so it's kind of made me even less sociable i'm it's funny you said that because I, I get quite nervous anyway right but i have noticed myself now like I kind of go into a shop. Aye. Like, see if I need, like, bread. Oh, my God. I need to leave the house. What am I going to do? I need to go to the shop. And I can't, sometimes I actually can't do it. And people are like, what? It's not. How can you... Like, my granda said to me, Dave, like, how can you go get a new tattoo but you can't go into the shop for milk? And I was like, George, if I knew... Hey, <laughs> it wouldn't be a problem. I would tell you. <laughs> but I actually, like, the good thing I like today with the, the COVID thing is, like, just get Just Eat delivered to my house and I put a wee note oh, on saying... Mm-hmm. Please leave it door isolating. Yeah. I've right. never isolated once. I've not had to isolate once, but all my deliveries must think I'm constantly isolating because I don't Aye. want to make human contact. I'm Love just it. like, leave at door. Just eat Uber Eats, delivery, all of that. Other are applicable. Aye. Um, they must have made a fortune during this. Aye. Any, any McDonald's, Aye. any any fast food place you go to, it's mental. It's mobbed. Aye. Aye. Don't even People need... have just now accepted, oh, we can do this on our phone, so even when we're allowed to go, let's just do it Aye. on our phone. Well, you're right, because Aye. that's what I do. Instead of sitting in a drive-thru, I'm like, I'd rather just pay two quid to just eat. I know, you sit there and you're like that, really, am I going to miss an extra £2 for someone to bring it to me? Aye. Yes. Yes, yes I right am. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to look at my bank statement and they'd be like, yep, just eat, just eat, just eat. Do you know mine's is terrible? Because I'm I'm not meant to eat anything like that at all, right? And I'm made, basically all my food's meant to be liquidised, right? And uh, no coffee, no nothing. I had a coffee this morning. <laughs> um, and sometimes, like, I'll get something delivered and I'll have, like, three bites out of it. And that's all. It'll be a total waste, but I need it. You need it. Just aye. to feel normal again. I'll suffer for it later, but sometimes I just, just need aye. it. It's comfort, isn't yeah. it, though? If you've, I mean... Did you have stomach problems growing up? No. Only when I got to about 22. So you, you've probably, like, you've been and a even teenager. even at the then, end. I didn't listen. I just continued with the grabs after the dancing, the pakoda, everything. Crap. Junk. But I, I read who Disney? That's just the way I was living back Aye. then. I lived myself a lot when I was younger as well, and I didn't want to cook, like, big three-course dinners for no. myself. And, and sometimes, if you're, if you're cooking for yourself, you're better off just buying something, because... I know. The time you buy all your ingredients, listen to me, I'm bigging up the fast food. So. And I'm, I'm a lazy cow, it works well. Mm, aye, same. <laughs> <laughs> same, aye, that sounds about right. So, what, what else, what are we up to? Are you up to this weekend? Uh, will this 
we've been out here and spending a wee couple of hours here black wipe you are you yes that shattered one. already so you'll you will need to go and kind of so probably chill. i'll just go home now and get my jammies on and just chill and watch telly or read a book or write or something like that so usually when i have something social to do i'll do it for a couple of hours i'll get myself together and then i'll go home and i know just chill I'm, out yeah and uh, it's also been interesting just watching who adapts well to that and who doesn't I bet mm-hmm. it is because you'll know your limits, yeah. but other people will probably know actually appreciate your yeah. limits. I feel really guilty as well, like for cancelling anything, but I know that sometimes this happens now. No. There's nothing I can do about it, but it's still a. No, I think I can totally understand where you're coming from. I did say to you off mm-hmm. camera that my daughter's got a. She's got an autoimmune disease, yep. and it's. And the days are the same. Yeah. Every day is different. Uh, you, you can't, just, you you can't, don't can't know. plan. Aye, you don't know. And she went through a wee phase, and it was the summer, people were, her pals were going out, and she just couldn't even muster up the energy to leave. Aye. And it's like... No, I know. And other people don't get that. No. And mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be the same. It's a totally different illness, but... People will text me, right, or... And I'll not wake up till about 12 o'clock in the afternoon, but they don't know that's because I've been awake till, like, four in the morning. So and then they'll just say, you're lazy. Uh-huh, and I'm, I'm like, oh, what are you doing in the day? Just spending the day in your beds? And I'm like, oh, I've actually been up till four in the morning being sick, mm-hmm. so I'm needing my sleep. Aye, I'm shattered. Yeah. Uh, it must be that's so difficult for you as well at least being an author oh my god stop saying it <laughs> if you're up through the night you can just put your pen that's paper. actually when i write best i've noticed that is at night now Aye. um late into the night and then you're sleeping and then i'm sleeping all day yeah and you're ordering just eats i'm turning yeah i've turned into this like weird night owl but but i suppose that's good though because you can recognize when you're feeling well enough to to do that that was dying as well do you know that we when the book came out and it done so well I, I immediately felt this pressure to get another one out because what if people, people forget aye. who I am and they don't pick up my next book and then I thought but I don't want this to just be a wee one-off thing like I want this to be a lifelong career like, I've always wanted to write books being an author was the dream if I could write books for the rest of my life You'd be I don't care if it takes three years each time to do it, mm-hmm. if they're going to be successful books. I don't ever just want to write something mediocre just so I'm out there in the public eye. I don't care about that. You've just said that you were you felt under pressure because you've you wanted people to buy you for no forget about your uh-huh. book. But people didn't know who you were before you wrote your book. I so know. why are you you're just thinking See what I mean? Uh, this <laughs> is what I do. This is what I do. So they they two thousand people didn't know who Paula Johnson was. So you're you're just procrastinating yourself. So now I've got a wee thousand people waiting for my next book Aye, already, which exactly. is great. But and then I'll just I'm not putting pressure. It'll no. come out when it comes out and if some people have dropped off by then they've dropped off, but you never know what Aye, happens. but if so. they people have dropped off, think about all the other people that are Going to then be looking for a new book. I'm just hoping that people have picked up this book and went, that was a dynamite book. And it stays with them for a while that when they see another one, they're like, that's that book that's that it. wrote Aye. that book. And, and that does, mm-hmm. like, I, I, do, I read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. so And like I said to you, I've gave mine, so I've borrowed mine too. <laughs> which, uh, I probably should have said, no, you buy that book. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I borrowed, but that's the thing, if, if you... Just if I shared with my pals and they shared with their pals. That is the thing. See the, see the power of social media? Crazy. Aye. Crazy. Because it's one person sharing a picture, another person sharing a picture, another person saying this book was good. A simple, do you know I mean, share can Aye. get you, another person picking up your book. It's mental. That's um, that's something I'm no good at. I'm not very good on social media. Um, I said that to you. It's mm-hmm. my, my daughter that does all that. But I'm trying to be more consciously like, like my friends that have got stuff and mm-hmm. sharing stuff, like yeah. because the more you share, somebody's gonna see it. I always think that it literally costs you nothing it to co- share I, somebody's success, does it? Listen, what what harm is it doing? And I always believe there's room for everybody. Like there oh, can, there is. There can there's so many great Scottish authors now. Like for example, I came in here, right? And I was like, I write Graham Armstrong's book. Aye. My book's going in here, <laughs> right? Like there's so many great talents out there now, but it doesn't need to be a competition. No, and I'll never compete like that. I will write. How I want to write, and, and nobody and can it. write the same as what you're writing because it's coming from your mind. That to me before, and I was like, no, that's actually true. And I because it's, it's on your head, so nobody's got to know what's in your head. If Edna, I think it's great. All the Scottish Aye. authors that are coming out now, like this is a massive thing for books, oh, and you can never have enough books. And it's a good, like, like you said, you picked up that book. Mm-hmm. It's a great support for you to go. They must just seen your book. I love speaking to them all because, see, essentially, they're all going through the exact same thing I am, whether they're with a massive publisher or not. Because I know I was speaking to people as well that didn't have a publisher and then got signed. 
And they've went through that journey. Through the journey. Tell, I mean, I, I don't ever want people to feel like she'll not reply to you because she's an author now and she thinks um, she's. I'll reply to everybody. Because when you think about it as well, being if being an author is your full time career, you're not going yeah. to have a colleague. It's not a side hustle now. It's like my, it's like my thing. And you, you've not got any colleagues to offload to. You've no. not got anybody to support you. So no. if you can, if you're going to be welcoming to other authors, they're going to be the same to you. Aye. I have just I've just noticed. It was a different kind of vibe, um, being in that sort of public eye sort yes. of thing. There is, you do notice people that support you and share what you're doing, and then you, you can't help the, the ones monsters. that don't Aye. as well, and you just watch out for that. Aye. But I will, I love speaking to people that are writing books, because I just think it's amazing that they're following their dream the way I did. Absolutely, and that would be your word of advice yeah. to up-and-coming authors, follow your dream? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, the first draft of anything is always crap. <laughs> I let's let's we can finish up with that. Give some advice to anybody who's thinking about writing a book. Right, okay, go for it. There's this thing, right? I, I actually learned this. There's a, there's two types of writers. There's pantsers and there's plotters. Right. I am a pantser. Pants. Right? Pantser is basically I sat down and was like, right, let's just go for it. Right. right? No structure. Nothing. A plotter is. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, these all need to flow. Chapter four, cha- blah, I, I can't do it. I tried. I got a whiteboard. I set it all out, chapters one, two, three, and I sat and stared at the whiteboard for about eight hours and went, nah, nah. that's not me. I'll just write another draft of something and then I'll go through Pick it the, the same way I did, beef it up, because the the kind of structured way clearly isn't for me. If you if you explain to me what they two were, I would definitely say you're a panthers anyway. Yeah, I'm basically like that in life. Aye, Aye. <laughs> I get that impression. Yeah. I get that impression. <laughs> so just go for it. Anybody that's thinking about it, do you know it doesn't even need to be a book. Anything, right? If it's shown me like this is really cringe, but <laughs> see the fact that when I was younger, I wanted to do this, and I always joked about it. I always was like. I'll write a book one day. I'll write a book one day. When I'm a big famous author, you'll be, you'll be. I'll show you. Right. But I did write a book, and I did bring it out, and people are reading, it, and I remember uh, being like, "When do you call yourself an author? Like, when do you I, call yourself an that author?" First book sale, did I call myself an author? And I googled it, and it was basically like Google said, "Well, if people are reading something you wrote, you're an author." And I was like, well, 2,000 people are reading it, so I'd say, you're, yeah. You're definitely an I'm going to take him. it. I'm going to take it. Take <laughs> I'm going to run with it. Brilliant. Good. Well, thanks. I think we've gabbered on enough. I know, it? by the way. That's been a good sesh. It has. Listen, I know, but do you know, I, I knew I we would chat like we this. Could probably have more, we could probably go on more, and, and we probably could actually, we'd like that we could have a sequel. Yes, absolutely. Hi, de- definitely. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. It's been so much fun. This has been my first one when I've been invited into a studio. Oh, am I posh? Yeah. Does that make me posh? Yeah. Because I've, I've been on a couple other ones before and then now some have actually got studios uh, and I'm like, I write. Why am I not in that studio? Well, welcome to the welcome studio. Welcome to the G4 studio. <laughs> we, we, we better remember to say that. Welcome to the G4 podcast I know, studio. I plugged them. I get that plugged. <laughs> Nicole will love that. <laughs> Well, thank you, and uh, I'm going to join you tonight. I'm going to get him and put my jammies on. Right, right, as soon as you got the road. Thank Best you. thing for it. Sounds great. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.